Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Bits and Bites. Today we have a special guest, and I know I always say this about all of our guests, but this one's a little extra special. <laughs> we have Alfred Zeglul, um here with us today. Uh, I'll let him kind of handle his introductions because I think, you know, he has a couple different titles. So, hey Alfred, why don't you <laughs> start us off on uh, <laughs> what you're doing and what you're up to now. <laughs> Just casually a couple couple titles, whatever. Um, <laughs> So yes, I, I'm Alfred. First of all, thank you for for having me on here. Um, but uh, yeah, like I don't even know. Like I don't even know how to go about it. Like I, so, I'm I'm an accountant. Like I'm a I'm a CPA. Um, and I recently started uh, my own company uh, as a global consulting. Um, and yeah, I don't even know like what title I give myself. I think it's like principal or like I don't know some something. Anyways, I'm a guy that works a lot, um, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I also run an Instagram account um, called Alpha Drinking Coffee, which is where a lot of people know me from. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm accountant, coffee drinker, shoe enthusiast. Um, I don't know. That's that's really that's really my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're segueing me to hijack the conversation about shoes. I'm not going to bite. <laughs> I, wa- I want to keep my job here. I just want to make this entire thing about shoes. Like, let's talk Nikes. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're on the wrong podcast here. <laughs> we'll switch it up. We'll switch it. Maybe the next one. Maybe the next one. We'll be good. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I feel you kind of just like, you know, let's like, let's backtrack a bit here. Because I think, okay. you know, we kind of just like, we have all these titles, but come on, we can't like, you know, it feels like there should be more hype around it. Like, you're not just, uh, you know, coffee drinker, like your social media, Alfred Drinks Coffee is now at, I think last time I checked, like 11,000 followers, which is insane. Like, and then <laughs> you run your own consulting firm for um, like, okay, how about actually let's start with a consulting firm. So how did that happen? Like, how long have you, you know, started this firm for? Like, was this always kind of in your, you know, um, in the cards, I guess? I so, wanted to make a pun. Hmm, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, look, I, um, I'll, say, I'll say this about myself. Like, I'm not, I'm not one to, like, brag in any capacity. So, if, if, you, if you need me to say something, else, like, I'll, happy to. I just, like, sometimes I forget that part. Like, especially because... <laughs> I'm talking about my business, but whatever, it's fine. Um, so um, with Zaglul Consulting, like it, it was definitely not always a part of the plan. Um, it kind of, um, it grew over time, the idea of like running my own company and everything like that. But originally my goal, when, when I first started going to school, like I was in accounting, I was studying accounting and I'm like, I'm going to get my CPA and then be the controller of a company or a CFO, right? And that was like the top tier that I ever thought of because that was like what was instilled in, in my degree, right? Mm-hmm. That like the top you can be is, um, is like partner at a firm or, um, or a CFO or a controller or whatever. So that was always my thought. So my first job was a junior accountant um, at Blends Coffee in their head office. And then a year later, I got a random text from Karm Samal, who is the, uh, who's one of the co-founders of uh, Daily Hive, who's also the CEO of Daily Hive. Um, and we just 
talked, we had met each other a couple times beforehand and he was looking for an accountant at the time. So, uh, so we started working together a little bit. Um, obviously, like, obviously I took the job to work at Daily Hive because I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. Why not? Uh, <laughs> and started working uh, as the first accountant in the accounting department over there. And we started like working together on like building the financial infrastructure of the organization. Throughout my years at Daily Hive, I started to see more and more the whole entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize more and more that I'm more than just an accountant. And that, that mentality kept being instilled in my head that like, I don't have to just be an accountant. Like there's so many things that I want to do. Why can't I do everything? So it kind of hit. And to be honest, it was, it was one of those things where like, I want to, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know what to do. Right. So um, it's weird that my first go-to was not accounting to be like, I should just go into accounting as an entrepreneur. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but um, as I start to progress more and more working and working at daily hive, I was learning so many things and learning not just accounting and like growing my accounting skill set, but I was also understanding the digital ad space. I was learning about marketing. I was learning about sales. I was educating myself on just like the whole rounded aspect of working in a startup. Because when you work in a startup, you tend to be a part of every conversation, whether it's in your department or not, right? So um, so that was something that like I, I got to learn a little bit more. And through the friends that I made over there, I started to understand their departments a lot more as well, right? So um, I would say two, two and a half years ago, I hit a point where I actually met up with a friend of mine who, who owned his own business. And uh, it's okay if I bring up people's names, right? Companies and stuff like that. As long as they're okay with it, we can't afford a lawsuit. (laughs) If he he yells at me, that's that's fine. But anyway, so um, I met with uh, Matt Wu, who's known as the real Dumpling King. Um, And he makes like bomb dumplings. And I'm not just saying this, but like the guy knows his stuff, right? So we were friends. We we made a friendship, like we created a friendship over, over the last like few years. And he wanted my accounting advice because he was working with an accountant at the time. And he, we sat down, we were just talking and he showed me like, he showed me what they provided him and the bill that they gave him. And he's like, it's kind of crazy how much they're charging me to do this work. And I'm like, did they give you this? Did they give you this? Did they give you this? Like, he's just like, no, they just filed my taxes. And I'm just like, I'm like, if I did this for you, and I just threw the words out there, like I didn't even think about it. And I was just like, if I did this for you, I would charge you way less and give you way more. And next thing you know, it turned into a, he's like, if you created an accounting company, I would, I would be your first client. I would sign up for life. And we took it as a joke at first. And the next thing you know, within five days, I had created the name, registered the business, started working with them, right? Uh-huh. And, and my biggest focus with, with that was like, was that there was just something missing. There was that, like, that sense of like educating the client, walking them through the accounting side, like what, what I'm looking at, why, why I think you should do this instead of that. And this like internal, internal um, understanding that 
you don't know what you don't know, right? So like him as a non-accountant, there's no way he's going to understand why his gross profit needs to be X percentage. There's no reason he's going to think my meals and entertainment are a little bit too high. Like there's certain things that you just don't think about because most business owners that are outside of business think sales, gross profit, profitability. That's it. They don't think about anything else, right? Whereas accountants, we analyze everything, right? In depth. So after about a month, um, we start to realize that there were certain things that like we, that I could actually add value to and educate him on. Um, and that turned to him like, and I promise, like, I'm not just saying this, I would not be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for the fact that Matt was my first client. And like, I'm always indebted to him forever. Like whatever he needs, I will be there because he passed my name on to a bunch of other people. And over the last few years, I realized that there was this like niche missing of accountants that actually took the time to educate their clients. Right. And for me as a, as a core value, I'm always wanting, like, this is like outside of accounting. This is just my personal like belief is like putting everything I can into helping people. Right. So if I can add value to your life, if I can add value to your, your education, if I can help you in any capacity, I will because helping the people around me, and this is, again, my mentality is like helping the people around me will help me grow as well. So if I do that with my clients, I can help them grow. And as they grow, they'll need more skill set from me. They'll need more work from me. They'll need more work from my team, which means my company and myself will grow as well with them, right? So there's this constant like need and want to help each other out. And that was really it. That was like what was missing. And I saw that there was a need for it. So I just kept going. And next thing you know, like, I don't, I don't know how this happened, but next thing you know, I had like a bunch of clients where it got to the point where I needed to do this full time. Like I didn't have the time to, to work at daily hive and do uh, my consulting on the side. And as terrifying as that day was where I took this full time, um, there was a sign that basically told me like, this is the right way for you to go. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm working like 12, 14 hour days in my life, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, um, like I, I love what I do. And I love, I love those, those calls with, with clients where, where we'll go through some things. And sometimes it's even like a hard conversation where I'm telling a client like, Hey, like you're doing this wrong you need to do this, this, and this. Otherwise your business will, could go under, right? And even after that conversation, they could, they could get really mad at me at the time, but, but after there'll be that realization that Alfred's literally just saying these things to help me, right? Because he cares about my health because sugarcoating at this point doesn't add value, right? So um, yeah, so it, it was really just like, it felt like instinctive for me to just help him with the skill set that I had. So that's kind of why I went into this field. It was, it was haphazard, but not at the same time. And mm-hmm. it just like led to where I am now, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah I love that. I, yeah. I, I feel mean, like, you, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, yeah. Now you can go first. <laughs> no, like I just, <laughs> I just want to say like, I feel like you've touched on like so many really good points here. Like the first being like, 
anyone it's entrepreneurship isn't like you know you're destined for it like sometimes it's mm-hmm. just like a spark like something like you have a Rico yep. moment for some sometimes it's just a mm-hmm. gradual realization that hey like you can turn something that you're passionate about into something that you take on as your own and like the other thing too you know touching on how you're working with daily hive like it's really like everyone as the whole point of this podcast is to highlight the building blocks that build up a company. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know, the CEOs or the founders. Like there's very core yeah. essential people that make these mm-hmm. companies run. And I think you elaborate that fact even further when you did go into your like consulting firm and you met with Matt and he was like, realized like, hey, like you're my like missing piece to like mm-hmm. filling up my yeah. business. And like, that's, you know, like, that's <laughs> the stuff that we want to talk about. Like, that's what yeah. we're here for. So I'm all excited. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, that's Sam, amazing. Totally, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say like, I, I want the record to state that, you know, some people when they start their business, their first customer is their mom, it's their brother, it's their homie. <laughs> This guy goes after the king. <laughs> so, First of all, so, you want to think you think my mom is going to trust me with her money? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I, I can see where you might run into a couple of problems there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah, I think that's one one piece of business you got to sidestep and just hand it off to someone you trust. Um, but <laughs> but I also really like. I think I think you dropped some advice just for aspiring entrepreneurs out there, like like. I, I know there's a lot of podcasts, there's a lot of articles, I think a lot of really cool people on the internet that, you know, like to always talk about like being helpful, be, you know, just, just reaching out and, and doing whatever you can, adding value, like, like you hear a lot of those buzz terms on the internet, but like, I think what's yeah. missing behind that is, is like, other than just feeling good, right, which, which is fine, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing the right thing and feeling good, don't, I'm not advocating yeah. to go out and hurt people, um, but, <laughs> but it's practical. Like helping people yeah. is practical. It's it's profitable, right? Like, yeah. And and yeah. I think that's really missing a lot of times when we only look at data. And again, I'm not anti-data. I'm not I'm not talking about all that. Like when we lose yeah. that human touch, we lose that human connection, and we we automate literally everything. Um, mm. we lose that, right? Because because we oh. no longer have that deep connection with with our customers, or we're not spending the technology on AI to better understand our customers. What it, whatever mm. I have, I'm very much generalizing here. So 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 I'm yeah. spiraling. But but like my point <laughs> being is that like I I think not enough people understand that and they want to jump right to closing. They want to jump right to whatever because you don't know like. And and I apologize because I don't know Matt at all, but he sounds like a really cool dude if he calls himself the Dumpling King. Like, what was yep. he doing before he was like the Dumpling King? He was he was uh, well, he was doing he was like making those dumplings like it was like five years prior to me, right? Prior to and me, you like, guys must have met through something else, right? Like you didn't just show up at yeah, his. We restaurant. met through like no, no no we met through <clears throat> like Alfred Ricky Coffee just like yeah talking and his uh his fiance now worked with me at daily hive so like i met through like yeah through co-workers friends whatever right um and before that he was doing like he was working as i think it was like he was a teller at uh at a bank yeah right like um 
but yeah, I, it, it, like what? Go for it. But yeah, yeah, but like yeah, that, that's exactly my point, and I, I took a hunch there, right? Like if if you had looked at him and you know ten years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, and we're like, well, he's a banker, dude. Like he's not going to need my help anytime soon. Just brush it off. Yeah. Right? Like you never yeah. needed to answer those DMs. You didn't. You didn't need to answer my DM, yeah. which is how we got connected. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that probably won't be as profitable, but. <laughs> Hey, you don't know who's listening, right? Um, you never know. You never know. Yeah, and, and no, I, that, I, that's exactly the point, right? Like, I think, I think if if you're just trying to be helpful first, um, without asking back, and that's I think one of our mottos here that we internally kind of try and live out at launch is is just to kind of pay it yeah. forward, right? Like, we don't totally. know what happens tomorrow, and I'm not just yeah. saying that because I want to look like Sam, the nicest guy on the internet, or whatever. Like, that's cool if if yeah. that's us at the end yeah. of the day, but it, yeah. I think it's practical. So, so kudos to you for that. Mm-hmm. I think the number one thing that I've, that I've noticed with that specific aspect, I know we want to talk about a thousand other things, but um, the one thing that I really noticed the most is like, it needs to be genuine, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're disingenuine, you're like, I'm going to help people because it's going to benefit me. People can tell, right? Like I just, it's not just like, it's not just my, my clients that I'm trying to help out. Right. Like, and even when you're saying like responding to DMs or responding to people's messages, I get messages all the time, right? I get people reaching out all the time. So I respond to as many people, if not all people as much as possible, not because like it can benefit me at the end of the day, but like if they're asking me a question, who am I to not answer, right? It's not like I'm the rock where I have like 50,000 <laughs> people messaging me a day um, and even then he probably responds to most people, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not that big of a deal to brush people off. Right. And, and I think for me at the end of the day, if someone's asking me a question and they need an answer to it, I'm going to help. Right. So just being genuine is probably the most important thing. Um, so being genuine to who you are will actually allow you to grow even more. And for me, it just was helping people. Yeah, yeah. That, I feel that really resonates with me too. Cause like, at, like I used to have the community online as well. And that was kind of my mindset. It's like, I want, like, I feel as urge to like reply to everyone. And in some ways it has like hurt me in the end and other ways, that's another okay. whole story, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but, get into there, it. There are some <laughs> people that don't need replies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, not a catch all. Yeah. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I think that is like, you know, one thing that helped me grow like my own brand when I was doing that is that people saw that genuineness that like they saw the sincerity like they didn't like I've had, you know, countless messages being like, you know, like, it's really great that like you reply because like I wasn't expecting a message from you. But like, it's awesome that you know, you're, you're a real human like you're actually like, there. Yeah, like it's the thing like people want that like sincerity like they want that human connection not just you know uh mm-hmm. instagram page with lots of cool photos but like they want to know the person yeah. behind that you know yeah yeah they want to feel like they're friends with this person yeah like if i'm following you i need to know why right and i need to get to know you as a person uh, so i definitely i definitely get that yeah and i think it's a good approach to take as well when it comes to businesses like you know when you're trying to bring in your customers like they need a reason to like trust you and you know sometimes yeah. trust is based on whether or not they like you or not like he's like hey i got a good yeah. feeling with this guy like hey you know what i'm gonna take that leap like that's something what's happened with matt he was like hey i remember this guy like <laughs> or like oh hey like you guys connected and then like you know what like 
what you're offering to him was like that sounds great let's do it like so yeah great prisons it, <laughs> it works out it works out pretty well um i just yeah it's just i don't know it's it, it's crazy to think where where i would be if i didn't if i didn't take those steps right like mm-hmm. if and again it's not all on me obviously like i'm not that great uh <laughs> but i think that like if if we can continue to be genuine. We can continue to like help each other out as much as possible. Like, I don't know where the world would be at that point, you know? So being able to do that is, is huge. When, when did you start again? I feel like I missed the date. Um, so I started um, November, 2019. Okay. Like officially, officially like November. Okay. 2019. And that's when you kind of quit yeah. your job and, and went full frog. No, so I so I started full time, like doing Zagul consulting full time, November twenty twenty. So that's so I in the middle yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was interesting. Like um what I found because this was this was the craziest thing. I'm like the fact that like I was able to get like people reaching out for for accounting help in the pandemic means that there really is a need for, for what I'm offering. Right. Mm. Um, cause what ended up happening, um, I was, uh, I was obviously like, I didn't launch, like I did a soft launch, let's say, um, early on, like built the site and everything like that, but I never like launched anything. And then the pandemic hit and my only instinct was there's CEWS coming out. There's grants, there's people stressing out over their financials. Like, if I can help one or two people or one or two businesses manage their funds, why not? Right. Like, and that was again, like where, where my mind went to like, let's, let's really head in this direction. And I got in that year, I think it was like 10 clients that had reached out to, to work with. Right. Um, and that was when it really hit hard that like, I need to do this full time. Mm-hmm. Like I just needed to provide that value, especially in the pandemic. Right. Yeah. But then after, yeah, so, after you started, were there still yeah. points that you're like, Oh, and bleep, I'll just bleep myself. Um, <laughs> like, did I make the wrong choice? Like, did you ever feel like that? No. So I never felt like, I made the wrong choice. I felt like, who am I to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. That was, that was the question, right? It was like, I, like, I knew I wanted to do this and, and I knew that I could succeed if I really put my head to it. But there were days where I'm just like, am I really doing this? Am I, am I, um, am I the right person to be doing this? Right. And then I just kept going. I'm like, okay, like just push through, like whatever, like you gotta, you gotta get this done. Right. Um, and then you start to see the reward and the reward for me has never been financial. Right. And as crazy as that is, as an accountant to say, um, it's never been financial. It's seeing the, the level of comfort that comes from the clients like that, that are not stressed about their financials anymore right? Like seeing where they were and seeing that growth for them is incredible, right? Like the other day, me and Matt were actually talking about his growth, like his business growth and having to hire people and like 
growing his business and stuff like that over the year and a half that we worked together, right? Um, and seeing that was, that to me is like, we've done something. Like I've actually helped him get to a point where he's, he's better off, right? And that to me was super rewarding. So seeing those things, seeing those aspects really, really helped me a lot. So I've never was like, no, I shouldn't be doing this, but it was, it was more so like, can I really do this? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other than Matt, like what kind of other clients are, are you usually type working with or looking to work with? So I work with a wide range of clients, right? So I work with, with obviously food clients. Um, I work with a bunch of food clients. I work with, um, I work with some uh, social media clients. I work with some tech clients. I work with some VFX clients, um, construction companies, like um, design companies. Um, yeah, just pretty well-rounded uh, client base. And what I found is I'd say 70% of the time, the issues are all the same. Very different industries, but the issues are usually the exact same, right? So there's there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of flow to the the work that's being done, right? Um, and I also found that because I'm able to see multiple different industries, I can see what works in one, and if it works there, maybe it'll work and be beneficial in another industry. And I've seen it happen in like multiple different industries, trying to see if, if that works and it definitely pans out. So it's been, it's been interesting. And so my question is like, um, how, is there like a certain size that you usually work with? Like, so let's say like, you know, there's a listener, we have like startups listening in and they're like, Hey, mm-hmm. like at what point should I think about hiring on like your services? Like Zagul consulting, like, right. do you think that, you know, for the companies that you work with so far, are they more kind of, you know, medium size? Are they really more smaller startups or are they like, you know, larger? Like, is there a minimum requirement do you think? Or how do you think? About I wouldn't it? say there's a, yeah, I wouldn't say there's a minimum requirement. And and it's funny, I had people reach out to me about this before and, and the conversation is really how much financial and accounting knowledge you have. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta really be honest with yourself, right? Because um, you don't know everything. I don't like, I don't know everything. I'm running my own business. I don't know everything. Right. But I need to hire the right people that do. Right. Um, and being that honest with yourself and knowing your flaws, knowing where, where you need help is the key. So taking that back to when to hire an accountant, um, or hire an, a consulting firm or, or whoever you want to hire, it's really understanding how much you can take on yourself without being strained because, the goal of an entrepreneur that's often forgotten is to build up the business, to build up value in the business. But if you're focusing on things that are taking up a lot of your time and actually are detrimental to your business, then you're not providing yourself, your business, or the people that work for you a service, right? So when it comes down to hiring um, hiring someone, you could be making five, six grand a year, let's say like on a small scale um, in revenue, you could be making a million in revenue, right? You can be making 50 million in revenue. But if you or your team have the skill set to handle it, then that's fine, mm-hmm. right? 
but it's when you can't handle it. When you need someone to really dive into the numbers, that's when, when it comes into play, right? So I have, I definitely have a wide range of clients. Like I have clients that are honestly making like maybe 10 to 20,000. And I have clients that are making, um, then I have clients that are making like 50 mil, right? And it just really, really depends on their needs, depends on um, what's going on, right? With them. But at the end of the day, it's, it's really knowing when you need someone to analyze the financials and to provide that for you, right? So that's kind of, that's my suggestion basically. And then so- and it's super vague. <laughs> no, not vague at all actually but i was gonna ask like on the reversal side like since since obviously like we're talking about your busy hours and all that kind of stuff like i think something people don't realize when they're reaching out to services is it's it's two-way right so so maybe i want to work with you but maybe you don't want to work with me right like and yes I, like, that does happen at a different point but but i think everybody has yeah. their own like this is what i do this is what i don't do right like for you mm-hmm. How do you, since, you know, you talked about having, having clients of, you know, broad spectrums along like, you know, financials and stuff like that. Like, how do you decide who you want to work with? And and I I don't want to be completely negative, but like who, who maybe wouldn't fit, fit what you're looking to do. So my, like my, my speciality um, from CPA and from like my entire skill set and experience is performance management and tax right? But a speciality mainly in performance management. And what that is, is analyzing the financials and the infrastructure of a business internally. Um, So I can essentially evaluate how to efficiently spend a dollar and efficiently spend every dollar that's coming in so that you maximize your profitability, you maximize your benefit to what you're trying to achieve, right? Um, Some people are just looking for a tax account. I'm like, that's not me because quite frankly, that's, that's boring right? Like it's, it's plugging in numbers and I give you a report and that's it. I want to be able to add value to your business. So sometimes it just doesn't fit. Now the other side of it, um, and this is, this is the hardest thing that I will say for, for anyone on either side, right? Um, is if the person themselves and the business owner themselves will not mesh well with you, right? Because if I'm bringing you on as a client, I'm going to be working with you a lot, right? I'm going to be communicating with you a lot. If we're never going to see eye to eye and you could, I, I consider myself a good judge of character. And if I feel like I can't, I can tell that we're not going to mesh right off the bat, I'm going to say no. The reason this becomes hard is when you're starting your business and you want those sales coming through the door, Yeah. right? So sometimes you're like, I'll give this person a shot, but you know, in your head, it doesn't matter how much they pay you, you're going to hate working with them, right? If you can, if like, essentially, if if, uh, if you're okay with foregoing the funds and you don't put the focus on making money, then you'll be able to bring on quality clients that you want to work with continuously, right? That's That's kind of where it is. And it's like, it's human nature. Like you can tell right off the bat, like, they say it's an elevator pitch, but you can essentially tell in 30 seconds if that person's going to be a decent fit or not, if they're going to be difficult or not. And you like, we've interacted with so many people, so many people in our lives that you'll be able to tell like how this person's going to be as a business owner. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at is like, 
if I feel like we're not going to be a fit, sometimes I give people a shot, right? Because I'm also the kind of person to want to just give people a chance. Maybe I'm wrong, right? Um, most of the time I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, what ends up happening is like, we'll do two, three months of working together. And if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit, right? And I just have to be okay with that. And they have to be okay with that. Yeah. That's a really good point though that's brought up here. Cause like, you know, you wanna like the whole, like you wanna get every sale, but you're right. Like you're gonna be mm-hmm. working with this person. It's kind of like when you're a CEO of a company or your own like business owner and stuff, like you have an employee that, you know, just doesn't mesh with the team. Like there's sometimes that point where mm-hmm. you just gotta realize like, I'm sorry, like the mesh isn't there. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Hashtag 100% don't it, work right? with jerks. <laughs> I started that four years ago. Still hasn't caught on. I wonder why. <laughs> maybe, maybe it will now. Maybe it maybe will now. I'm the jerk, uh, <laughs> so they don't want to take my hashtag. Um, but yeah, like it, and it's not like it's not really calling anyone out in a sense. Like, just some mindsets don't work well together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I've had I've had people that like care so much about the financials, and I'm like okay, cool, care about your money. But if you're not providing the qualitative and you're not providing value for every dollar that you're selling, essentially, you're going to lose your client base. And having that understanding is huge. So I've had people where they're like, I just want to make money. And I'm like, that's not me. And I'm never going to think that way. I can help you with that. But if that's your only focus, then we're not going to mesh well. Right. And it's, it's not a jerk. It's not a, like, it's not a like horrible individual. Like it's just, we're not a good fit. So, so you can find someone else essentially at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we are kind of approaching the uh, hour now. So I do want to touch in a little bit more on, you know, Alfred drinks yeah. coffee. Cause I think that it's just a, like, it's just such a, you know, like you wouldn't see as like, you know, accountant and then like, I want to, you know, and the word influencer, you know, there's always some kind of mixed feelings about it. (laughs) So, so before, before we go too deep, if you guys, if you, if you're listening right now and you don't know Alfred drinking coffee, just go on his Instagram, give him a follow and give it a scroll through, right? The feed is a work of art and you don't have to like coffee. Like I've sent it to multiple people that don't give two craps about coffee. It's it's just fun, and and you'll and I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. So so just go take a look. So let's get into it. <laughs> so I, I can see you've already had that like you know mixed feeling about the word influence there. So oh, uh, you know it, like what are your thoughts on it? It pains me. <laughs> it pains me. Okay, so it's influencer. I I don't consider myself an influencer at all, mm-hmm. right? Um. And the reason I hate, hate, like, I don't hate a lot of things, but I like loathe the word influencer because the stigma of being an influencer is just like this level of arrogance. And like, you're like, I'm like, I'm out for drinking coffee. Like, do you know who I am? Like, (laughs) no, no one cares who you are. Like, why? Why? So I like, I would never consider myself an influencer. I would just say like, um, I'm just a guy that likes coffee. Like that, that was really it. Right. Um, and sometimes like, <laughs> um, like, yeah, the, the world, the coffee world is like, it, it's crazy. And I, 
I promise you, I have no idea why people follow me. I do not get it. Um, I didn't understand it at the first like 20 follows. I didn't understand it when I hit 10K. I don't understand it at all. But I think it was just like this, this deadpan Demeter that like that clicked and it was so different than every other influencer out there, right? Um, because when I first started, uh, just to like give you a backstory, like I didn't think this was gonna take off. And uh, all I wanted to do, like this was just something fun to, to essentially like review coffee, right? Uh, but when I looked at it, I'm like every, at the, at the time, every male influencer was essentially a model right? Like six pack abs, like shirtless all the time. And I'm just like, first of all, I, like at the time I was like a hundred pounds heavier. And I'm like, there's no way, like there is absolutely no way that people will scroll through my pictures and then see the guy with the guy that's jacked and be like, yeah, I'm going to follow Alfred instead. So, <laughs> so, um, so I'm like, I need to do something different. So what we thought was I'm an accountant. Why not be a boring accountant? reviewing coffee, right? So that's where the deadpan face came in. That's where the descriptions came in. It was like, even the descriptions are like super analytical. It's like this, it has this, 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 and this. And because of that, it has this, 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 and this. It is good. Like that, that's literally <laughs> it. Like it just, <laughs> it's like a math equation. And it was like the greatest thing. Um, and over time, it just like, it built up to what it is now where, where People that know me know that like alpha drinking coffee is just a persona, right? It's not, it's not who I am. And then I've had people only know me through alpha drinking coffee and then see me outside. And they messaged me after being like, I didn't realize it was you because you were smiling. Like, the entire <laughs> time I saw you, you were laughing and happy. And then for a second you stopped. And then I noticed that it was you, but it was too late to come talk to you. And I'm just like, Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's kind of uh, just like an intro into like what I'm doing, right. As, as Alfred drinking coffee, it's, it's been, it's fun. <laughs> and now you what got a, like some merch too, right? I was, <laughs> well, was going to ask, what about the t-shirts? Cause like the whole colorful mm -hmm. t-shirts thing from day one, like, like it seemed yeah. obviously in retrospect, it seems like you planned it, but like at the beginning, what was going on there? So we did actually plan it from the beginning, right? Oh, um, so okay. it was me, my, my coworker and really good friend, Alex, and then um, another friend of mine, Kaylee, threw out the idea of Alfred drinking coffee, right? And they were actually the ones that were pushing me to do it. I didn't even want to do it. Uh, <laughs> but they're like, you have to do it. Um, and at the time, we had been throwing around the idea of wearing the same gray shirt every day. And then Alex suggested, why not get multiple colors? And as people scroll through, because Instagram is never going to change their like three the like their their layout. So we do three pictures in one color, three in another, and it will line up. And as we scroll through, they'll see the rainbow. In my head, I'm like, sure, I'll order these shirts, but like, no one's going to scroll through this page. No one's got like, we're going to do nine pictures max, and then stop caring. But I did it anyways. And that was kind of like the intent is like, as you scroll through, you see like the color wheel uh, going through. So it actually was planned beforehand. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was intriguing that it actually caught on because after a while people like people that started following me at like my say like 200th post, 
um, didn't see the ones before. And then I did like a retro post at one point um, and people started to scroll through and I got messages being like, I didn't even think about scrolling through your pictures. It is amazing. And I'm just like, yeah, that was the idea. Not my idea, <laughs> but, but that was, that was the goal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So are you like, I just got to wonder now, like, are you running out of shirts? Like, are you still doing like the different shirt a day? Like how many shirts do you have now? Then? <laughs> I like, so the other thing is like coffee companies now have been like sending me shirts as well to post with their coffee. So oh. I have a crazy ton of coffee shirts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> running out of shirts is not an issue right now. Uh, but um, because when COVID hit, like I started, I went from obviously posting in the office to posting at home. And I took a whole, whole different like viewpoint on it. Cause like, as you kind of mentioned, then Sam, rudely cut you off but whatever oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so I started launching my own merch and like I decided to like post the merch while while taking those pictures still providing that same like three-pronged approach but but the color wheel isn't fully there anymore that was the only thing um but still trying to do the same layout in a sense where you scroll through and it's multiple different colors yeah. And I gotta say, I love, yeah. like, cause I was scrolling through your feed too. And I love that you just got that, like, once in a while, you just like throw in like a wild card, like, you know, yeah. and I think that's what, <laughs> you know, that, that, that to me is like what like killed me, like in terms of like yeah. your feed and everything, like it just adds in this like extra level to your persona. And the, I guess like, yeah. you know, you're, yeah, like, I don't know how the word for it, but it's just like that, you know, you needed that last little glaze on top. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. People lost, people would lose it over those like random, random posts. Like um, it's actually come to a point where every year I have to like, it's not even a national holiday, but it's become an Alfred drinking coffee holiday <laughs> where I have to post a PSL picture every year. Oh like the second it's out, a PSL <laughs> picture has to come out. I have to wear that Aritzia like infinity scarf. Like, it <laughs> it's not mine. Just just clarify this because people are always like, you have that, why would you buy that scarf? I'm like, it's not mine. Like, I promise. <laughs> but, but I have to, like, I have to post those pictures. Like, it's, it's become a, it's become a thing. <laughs> That's an extremely Vancouver thing. Mm -hmm. the, uh, oh, yeah. The scarves, yeah. Oh. The yeah. Ritzia scarf, like. Yeah. For sure. Oh, like, you see it all the time, all the time. Um, but yeah, so that's be that's become my life. <laughs> I, I think what we need to do is we need to get you in a launch shirt as well. So so we'll we'll send that your way Let's do when it. when it lifts you, up. You let we'll, me know. We'll we'll send it over, and it'll pile on <laughs> to all your other promotional shirts. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. Oh. All right. Yeah. Well, I do have to you know tie this up. I'm actually a little bit sad because this is really great. Like I. Dude, like the energy that we have here, like this is what I live for. This is why I love doing these episodes. Well, like, well we can we can make a promise on here that that we're gonna do this again. Mm -hmm, we're gonna bring sure. Tom back, and then we're mm -hmm. gonna feed you some weird coffees. Love it. Yeah, like, we <laughs> love should it. even do like a partnered like dual guest maybe, and like you guys. Can yeah, like we'll we'll have to do it in person coffees. once you know like everybody's healthy and, and well and stuff like that, so that we can poison yeah. you with whatever can go 
action we come with concoction we come up with um and we'll, we'll go Perfect. from there yeah i think love i, I really have it. a challenge in my head like we can put you both on the table and just kind of like do these like mysterious coffee ones and then we'll make you like taste test them can you decipher it okay mcdonald's decaf or if it's like tim hardens <laughs> brew you know who's the, the real coffee king i see how it is, see how it is. <laughs> one of your like, i'm calling it right down <laughs> oh yeah well Probably both of our reputations will go down, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say as is right now. Tom knows way more about coffee than I do, so he will blow me out of the water. Um, but I'm down to do it. <laughs> it will be hilarious. But yeah, we'll definitely have, we'll make sure to do a follow up episode with both of you, and totally. even just for yourself totally. too. Just get an update on like how you know. Yeah. How Zach Little Consulting is going and how Alfred drinks sure. coffee is. Like, you know, hey, maybe next time you bring you oh. in, you're going to get like 200,000 followers. And you're just like, Ooh. okay, let's, let's relax. <laughs> maybe like 150, but like, no. <laughs> Not after this podcast, you're going viral, man. <laughs> we got you laughing here. Like, I don't know how many interviews you do, but but we make we just screen capture this and perfect. <laughs> this will be great this will be great oh, man. Awesome. awesome no this has been this has been a blast like it was just it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys yeah this is what we yeah. live for like i said yeah. i do have to ask you one last question though that we ask no. every guest no more questions <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess we have to cut off this whole episode guys i'm sorry we gotta get you guested <laughs> gotta go i'm leaving no uh- <laughs> Oh no! Go for it. Go okay. for it. Go for Sorry, it. my like cheeks are just like I need, I need to get these massage later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last question: If you mm-hmm. could establish your dream team of three people, let's say it's for Zaglul, mm-hmm. let's say you want to start a totally new, different business, you got a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be mm-hmm. celebrities. They could be, you know, they could be dead historians, presidents, um, a cartoon mm-hmm. character. Who would those three okay. people be? And, you know, if you do have a reason why, why? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I would have to say the top three people um, would be, I'd want to work with Howard Schultz, who was like the former CEO and founder of Starbucks, mm-hmm. because it's, it's Starbucks. Like, it's <laughs> like, I don't care what people say, like, People in the coffee community sometimes are like, why would you go to Starbucks? Why would you drink Starbucks? I'm like, look, they they created a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. out of nothing, right? Like not even not even a company, an industry. Um, so they knew their stuff, right? So that would be, it would be incredible to work with him. Um, Phil Knight would be another one because like Nike, like <laughs> I am a diehard Nike fan. Like it, it, t- it took a long time for me to get to a point where I would buy Adidas shoes. Like that, like to that extent, like I need to, like my first pair of Adidas in like 10 years were like these black and white NMDs and then the Tokyo NMDs just because they were really nice. But everything else is Nike for me. So working with, with Phil Knight would have been a dream. Um, and then working with, I know this is super out of left field, but like Ryan Reynolds, because the way that he advertises his businesses is brilliant. Like it's just (laughs) hilarious. And I feel like no matter what we do, the business would skyrocket because of his funny advertising. So 
there's, like a, there's a strategy. The first there's person a... to mention Ryan Reynolds either. Is yeah. I, I have to go back in the archives, but you might you, you might be onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's brilliant. Like aviation gin was nothing without him. Let's just say it as is, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but like I just think he's like he's hilarious. So the way that he brands his stuff is just the funniest thing, and it would whatever business would come out of it out of like all four of us, if they even want to work with me at that point. But <laughs> but the four of us would come out with something amazing, I think. Yeah. No, Ryan so, or Allison. Or like them point. and I'd piggyback, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> the question is, can the four of you guys save the Green Lantern series? Oh, 100%. Uh. 100%. <laughs> like there would be a trilogy at that point. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I gotta say, that was a blast. Like, and I love Ryan Reynolds. Honestly, I answered, I answered his question too. And I said The Rock and Kevin Hart. But you know what? Like, kind of want to switch out maybe The Rock for Ryan Reynolds because you're right. The advertising is like on point. Jean is the worst at this game. And it's my job (laughs) to hold her accountable. First of all, she made the game up and she said four people. Oh. Now she's switching people (laughs) mid season. She's hearing other people's answers. She's like, like I, I like, like your that. answer better. Yeah. But that <laughs> But you know what? Do you? Like it, it look, it's your question. You do what you want. Don't let yep. Sam bother you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Harsh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, what a blast. Well, All right. Well, great. we do have to end this episode. We are running out of time. So Alfred, thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you all of our no listeners. I hope you had like, you know, a great laugh along with us as you were listening or watching this episode. Make sure to check out Alfred. Um, hey, Alfred, are you, uh, what's the best way to contact you for like, you know, if they want to reach out about Zagul Consulting, if, you know, if there's any open spaces, if you're, you know, looking to, you know, potential new totally. clients. Yeah, yeah. So if, if they want to reach out for, for accounting work, it, um, they can either reach out to, Email me directly at alfred at zagulconsulting.com. They can go to my website and there's a questionnaire that they can like send me a, send me a form to. Um, and I'll, I'll reach out like within 24 hours, not a problem. Um, or on Instagram at zagul.consulting. Um, and you can DM me there. That's totally fine. Perfect. And then obviously we also yeah. got the other side. So for those that are like coffee yep. enthusiasts, uh, they want to check out, you know, just Alfred Jinx Coffee. It is a genius page, I got to say. Like, so <laughs> check that out. we'll make sure to add in the social handles to the description. So you guys have easy access to, you know, check him out and contact him. But yeah, thanks again, Alfred, for having uh, joining us on the show. And uh, hopefully we'll reconnect sometime in the future once, you know, things clear up a bit and we can actually have that, you know, coffee competition. Who knows? For sure. For sure. No, that would be amazing. No, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Perfect. Have a great day. Bye.